Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. This week we are exploring the idea of date night. That's right, not just you and your money, but you and your partner having a good conversation to ensure that you stay on track, can take corrective action, but most importantly, you get to celebrate the journey. As always, make sure you take plenty of notes, but most importantly, make sure you take plenty of action. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Lorenzo. AB, thanks for having me on the show. You look lovely, which is great because we're about to go on a date. Lovely. I've got my cologne on, so. Perfect. Me too. Probably not the date that you and I may be used to. You, a few years ago, me, maybe more recently. Specifically, we're going to be talking I don't about- think I've ever been on a date with you. I don't know. You're a handsome man, but no, not my type. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe I'm getting you mixed up with someone else. Anyway, <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is a date night with your money. Mm. Once a month type thing, sit down, review the finances, look at the books and see how you can get closer to your goal. Mm. Great idea. And it's something we are huge advocates of uh, because, you know, it's one of those things like a garden. If you tend it, it grows. If you neglect it, it doesn't. It's as simple as that. And whilst it may seem a little dry, uh, the goal of this is A, to make it fun and obviously B, to make it profitable. So who's involved with the date night? Let's assume it, <laughs> this could go down a really dark path. Yeah. A sort of thruple or something. No, that's uh, not where we're at. So. You know, if you're single, it's going to be you going through your figures uh, and looking at where things are at. And I, and I used to do this. I used to have uh, used to play touch footy on a on a Wednesday night, and then once a month I'd, I'd have a particular restaurant I go to dinner with, and they always had paper uh, tablecloth sets. I'd take a pen with me, handy, and I'd go through and I'd just map it all out on the paper tablecloth and take it away after I'd had dinner with myself and uh, gone through it, uh, which is maybe a bit sad and lonely, which is why my life's not like that now. Um, I suppose the other side of it is um, is uh, obviously if you're in a relationship, it's you and your partner, uh, and it could be you and your advisor or, uh, as well, depending on how sophisticated you are and what complication, what, what sort of complicated level of investing you're doing. But it may be worth touching base with the advisor fairly often and going through that sort of stuff with them too. So this is a specific day of the month, same day of the same date of every month. It gets scheduled in for sure. Routine is great, as you and I both know. It's got to be in the journal plan it in, lock it in and make it happen because if you haven't, you know, it, it slips by the wayside. So it's a consistent and regular thing that you do, not just when you remember it. And is this like a forensic analysis you're doing of your accounts or is it more so just a brief look over that you're doing here? Look, I think it can depend on what you're doing. Let's say let's say for argument's sake, um, you know, you're trading, uh, then it's probably a good idea to look at your account performance over the course of the month. There are other things that we do within the world of, of trading on a more ongoing and regular basis in terms of forensically looking at trades, for example. But I think having a good look at your P&L each month is is pretty important, yeah. Now maybe those listening to this might say, well, that's pretty obsessive, sit down and review everything once a month. That seem, might seem like a lot to, to a lot of people. When you are in the midst of trying to achieve your goals and assuming you've got some of those that you are working towards, how are you monitoring your progress specifically to stay on track? Look, that's the key thing, and that's the whole point of it, Mitch, is that yeah, most people's review of their finances is either a New Year's resolution, oh, next year we're going to do it better, or an end of financial year, sit down and work it out. And oftentimes that once a year um, review of things can be too little too late. Um, you know, money is a fickle thing in markets these days. And when I say markets, that's not just simply the stock market, that's the economy as well. Um, you know, ebbs and flows far more quickly than it has done uh, throughout history. So if something's working, you can do more of it and do it quickly. If something's not working, you can cut it back very, very quickly and preserve your capital. Uh, and, you know, you look at the the traditional model of financial planning, it's why traditional financial planning probably 
isn't the best model and it's come under an awful lot of criticism and scrutiny, of course, you know, that once a year uh, revision to advice or going through and checking everything is the status quo is the same. It's not frequent enough. Things need to change far more often than that. And so I think having a monthly sit down, it doesn't mean to say you've got to do something each month, but it means that you can take corrective action very, very quickly. You can be more nimble and, and able to capitalize on situations for sure. Probably a good opportunity to reward yourself too, I'm mm. assuming. Let's say you do sit down in that month and you've hit all your goals and you've saved and budget all one done whatever good time to reward yourself and, and give yourself some, a, a nice gift it, it, it's crucial that re, that reinforcement and validation of things is, is massively important and i guess if you're doing this with your partner especially that open communication of sitting down monthly to go this is where we're at this is what we're doing um can only be a positive within your relationships I and mean, you've got a you know a relationship that's that, that's 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 growing and you've got a vested interest in making sure it grows you know some people don't want to tell their partner what they're doing because they're, they're looking for the exit door i get that too that's a different different scenario but i think that open level of communication is going to help you as a team certainly move together uh, and move forward more quickly and as you say you can celebrate your wins too and make it fun and that's the key thing with this it has to be fun got some examples ab either yourself or clients personal friends any stories you might be able to share here um, good example, one of my clients, he does, when it comes to the trading and investing size, they've got a fairly sizable uh, self-managed super. He is the person that does the analysis and the trading decisions, but his wife is the person that places and manages all of the trades. Interesting. And, and it's a very, very smart thing on his part. His reasoning behind it um, is that if something were to happen to him, his wife knows where everything is. And, and typically in a relationship, there's usually one person that runs point on the financial side of it uh, versus the other. And that can change through the duration of a relationship, of course. But uh, uh, and what you can sometimes find, if the person that's running point you know, falls off the perch and dies, it leaves this real big black hole of, well, where's our money? What's going on? And a huge level of uncertainty and what's already a fairly you know, emotionally draining and, uh, and sad set of circumstance. So by doing that, his wife is 100% across all the positions, actually knows exactly the ins and outs, where all the money is, et cetera. And he's very happy with that. And I think just stepping back and looking through a slightly different lens from a trading psychology uh, perspective, it also makes a lot of sense to have that church and state where the person that's maybe making the trading decisions isn't the person placing the trades because then you're not bringing the emotion or the bruise to the ego that can come with being the person making the decision to the actual physical execution of the trades. So it's really smart actually breaking it up that way. One thing that kind of comes to mind as you talk about this is if you're working in tandem, say with a partner, for example, and you're reviewing your trading or your finances, whatever it may be, it might be a good time to actually brainstorm and just talk about new opportunities and then yep. explore what they might look like, right? Exactly right, uh, because everyone's looking through different lenses. And like to, 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 to give you an idea, so my wife and I, we have, we have a date night every week. Uh, and I think, you know, from a relationship point of view, yeah, that's that's really important. You know, we've got a busy house with five kids and, and, and different things going on. So peeling that time out just for you two, I think is really crucial. And a lot of people sort of roll their eyes, oh, you know, da, 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 you know, we've been married for 10 years and I intend to be married for another 10 years. So, you know, if you can't invest time in your relationship, then, then, then you know, are you with the right person is the bottom line. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we're out uh, each week and then once a month we, we have a time where we specifically on that day talk also, you know, fairly extensively about the financial side of things. Uh, and I think it's, it, it's critically important, as you say, that idea of brainstorming. Um, so, M, um, saw something of the week, it's a real estate deal. Uh, it, di it didn't end up panning out, but it potentially could have been quite good. Uh, and it was totally left field. She said, oh, I just saw this joint here. What do you think about that? And I totally missed it because I, I wasn't looking and you only see things you're looking for. Uh, and, um, you know, and it could have been a really 
um, nice little deal. Didn't, as I say, pan out. The numbers didn't stack up. And you know me, if the numbers don't work, it's not a deal. It's as simple as that. Um, but the idea of it was brilliant. And it's prompted us now to be looking at several other different things in a similar sphere, which up until that point in time, we hadn't been. So certainly that discussion uh, and brainstorming, you know, can work massively. And we also find, you know, we're in a dynamic environment, as I mentioned just before, we've got five kids and there are a lot of different things going on in our household, which can necessitate budget changes. So we've got a household account. Um, and so my father, for example, is coming to stay with us. So we I need to make sure that we have more money going into that household account because there's another adult there. Uh, we also, you know, we've got the vet coming this week and the farrier because my daughter's got horses. And, and I know this seems like, oh, you know, what's the point of this? But that means that there's an adjustment to the budget to accommodate those things. Uh, and, and if you if you're not aware that they're coming up, you can't provision for it. It's as simple as that. And so by being on the front foot, having conversations around things like that, or you know we've got a couple of donations we need to make uh, before the end of the tax year. Um, and and what are your thoughts on that? What's been important to us this year um, that that needs some help? So our kids' school is one of them. Um, you know my daughter's preschool certainly is one of them. Uh, just done amazing things this year, and they're massively underfunded. So it's great to be able to help them and make a difference. Or whether there are other things things outside of it and we've you know we've been you know supporters from a philanthropy perspective for a number of years in a number of different causes so sometimes there are new causes that flow into your life and sometimes there are things that flow out but they're the sorts of things that you know typically we talk about um at, at, at our money day um you know smsf you know it's our, it's our family money so what are we doing with that i'm the fund manager on it so i'm accountable for the performance so letting emma know what we've done through the month not in terms of individual trades but you know we've had a pretty good month it's grown by x um, is, is is the sort of thing that you want to be talking about or if you know within super I've got a, an insurance review coming up for life insurance within super so just explaining what that's about why and why I'm getting it done right now and all those sorts of things and it's just that level of communication which removes any level of opaqueness uh, around money and I think if you're like I say if you're in the tent together then it's got to be 100% transparent otherwise you're in the wrong tent. Absolutely. And I'm assuming you're reviewing even basic things like budgeting, income, all that kind of thing, mm. whether you're single or, or, or in a joint partnership. Mm. My question to you now, AB, as we transition, would be more into chatting to an advisor. Mm. It might not be chatting, most people at least, to an advisor once a month, but assuming it's once a quarter, every six months, mm. whatever it is, you're paying for the time and you've only got a limited amount of time with mm. them usually. Yep. What are you going in with? What kind of questions do you have having ready? I think like if, if, if I if I probably use myself as as the best case study for that so previously I've been on a six monthly and quarterly cycle and I've recently changed that to monthly uh, with, with my accountant uh, I've just changed accountants for a few reasons and the, the what we're doing on a monthly basis if I look at say the business channel is is, is a CFO type conversation so we've got our tax provisioning done we know what our surplus is and the question is what are you doing with that surplus is it a distribution is it a dividend um, what else are you doing within there? And that's something we do review on a monthly basis now. I think outside of that, to get the most out of that meeting, whether it's monthly, quarterly or six monthly, a, a decent amount of preparation is, is really important. And it may be that you know, if you're in a relationship, maybe both of you aren't going to the meeting with the advisor. I'd probably encourage you, if you can, to both get to it. It's always good to have both decision makers there rather than, thanks for that, I'm going to go home and talk to my partner and things fall into the sort of grey area of never getting done. So 
So I think, you know, making sure you're really prepared. So if your partner can't come to that meeting is, okay, is there anything specific that's on your mind or you're concerned about that I can ask and then I've got a definitive answer to bring home to you um, is really important. And I I think, you know, performance is the key thing. And we get on that um, aspect within financial planning always of, um, you know, asset protection, tax effectiveness being two of the major drivers. Performance is obviously the other one that's, that's, that's in there. And those three headline type questions or provide the framework for that conversation for sure. Um, but also circumstances in your life can be changing. And I mentioned about, you know, that conversation monthly about a budget change because you've got extra people staying with you or whatever it might be. And we, and we don't run our budget to the wire. We don't need to. We're in a fortunate position. But the only reason we're in that fortunate position is because in the past, I've been very, very good at budgeting and I've been able to accumulate wealth. Um, but when there are more material changes coming up, let's say, you know, kids' school fees, university, uh, maybe there's an unforeseen tax bill or, or or there's a holiday of some sort coming up. Obviously, I'm going to Europe in a couple of weeks' time, so there's a topic of one for me again, um, is, is making sure that you've had the conversation about what's needed to make that happen smoothly without it becoming stressful. So, yeah, that circumstantial change, uh, situational change is really important to bring up at that as well. And there are often things, you know, I know as a guy, I've got my head down in, in my lane and, and my wife is amazing at running our house and running our family truly. And and there are things I'm unaware of that are coming up. And she tell like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to remind you, X, Y, Z is coming up next month. You know, the school um, fireworks coming up. You know, did you want to make a donation? And I wouldn't have even picked up that the school fireworks were on until I'd gone there and said, oh, the fireworks are on tonight, you know what I mean? <laughs> but because she's on the front foot with that sort of stuff, she's forewarned me and we're able to you know, step in and do what we want to do financially to help that. That's awesome, AB. I love that. And as you say, it's just all about preparation, mm-hmm. getting in, and then if you are off track, taking that corrective action. Yeah. However, if you're killing it, reward yourself. Mm. Any final words for our viewers out here? Probably a couple of the key things for a money date. Number one is to go out. Uh, and I know in my household, yeah, we can find somewhere quite in our house fairly easily, but we need to go out because that's where you've got that, that separation from the kids, for example. And again, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I've got to get a babysitter. Yeah, you have. And? Pay the two hours babysitting, two hours, it's worth it. Whatever it's worth to, to have this conversation. It's also going to put a bit of value on the time that you've got together too because effectively the meter's running so you're not going to waste that time either. But let's face it, if you're trying to kick goals financially or in business and if you can't organise a babysitter for a couple of hours, you've got no chance of organising your finance. So let's just get that one ticked and kicked into touch real quick. So make sure you get out. Make it fun. It's got to be fun, this stuff. It sounds really dry and mundane. So the more fun you can have, if you've had a really good month, have a bowl of champagne. If you, uh, if things have been a little bit more challenging, celebrate the fact that you've realised early on that they're challenging and you can fix it. It's as simple as that. And this is just a pure honesty uh, discussion, I suppose, in that you know, the truth will always set you free. And if something's not going to plan, the earlier you can get on top of it and fix it, the better. If it's going really well, you can do more of the same more quickly and, and really start to, I guess, um, you know, capitalise on that and, 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 and amplify it as, uh, as things go by. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're crucial steps to have in there. And it can be the most micro, it can be the most macro, it can be a really broad-based discussion about, oh, look, you know, you know, I was reading about the, you know, the house prices are supposed to be dropping. What do you reckon we should do? You know, if we've got an investment property, do we lock? Do, do, do we sell it? Do we do we do, top up the equity? And you know, the sorts of conversations you can have, so you can plan, so that when it's important to make a quick decision, it's not something that's out of left field. It's something that's been on your radar for for a period of months. But the key thing is, got to be fun. You know, this whole journey of money and investing 
you know, it's not about being the richest person in the cemetery and going, how cool was that? It's about facilitating a great life for you and your family, a secure life where you're increasingly immune to the financial challenges that can knock you about, which is not fun. And I've had them, they're not fun. And by taking these, what would on the surface seem like really prissy, basic, soft, fluffy steps, they're all part of a bigger picture because it helps turn the dial and adjust your psychology towards money. And the fact is money is, and we've talked about money stories, you know, months ago in this particular podcast, money is not the root of all evil. Money is not a bad thing. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is just a, an instrument that needs to be stewarded. And the more focus you put on stewarding it in a proper way will get you the outcome that's important for you, whether it's to put you in a position to be able to make bigger donations if that's what drives you, whether it's in a position to provide you know, financial security for your family if that's what drives you, if you're a lone wolf and you don't have any kids and you don't plan to get on that pathway and you've got no family, uh, maybe it's that plan to have a new red sports car that makes you feel good about you. Like whatever it might be, it requires a level of stewardship and stewardship doesn't happen by accident. You've got to invest time in it and that regular check-in to make sure that Things are moving in the way that you'd like them to be. And if they're not, to make adjustments to the game plan means that by the time you get to the end of the year and you're doing a year-end review, there's no nasty surprise that's there that's going to cause you stress or lead to frustration or move you further away from what your goal is. And if you can have some fun along the way and get out and have a bit of a celebratory dinner or a couple of drinks if that's your thing or go for a surf together or whatever it might be, as long as you're doing that thing that involves the communication and the discussion around what we've just talked to, then it's gonna help you more likely get to the destination that you deserve and that you're choosing to be. And it's your journey at the end of the day. If you want this and it's what you've chosen, take the steps to get there. If you don't have a destination in mind and you've got no interest in it, I guess you just bought yourself a night of the week back, but don't get jealous or envious of other people when they're kicking financial goals that you're not. Absolutely. AB, great advice today. A bit of a fun episode. As I say, we went on a date today and I'm feeling pretty good. How was it for you? I'm feeling really good, actually. I think we should maybe take this a step further and go on a second date. So did you want my number? No, your email. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, AB. Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Mitch. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a rating and a review and we'll look forward to hosting you next week.